Today, it's about buyers and why they are massively important to your future in real estate. This is Dennis Plintz, and this is the Hustle Podcast for real estate agents. With over 15 years of experience and over a thousand homes sold, this is the place I'm going to share my experiences. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody and anybody that wants to push their business to the next level, let's go. In the beginning, you're most likely to be working with buyers. And there is a process around buyers, how to make it the most exciting, um, informative, important part of their life's journey in real estate and your career as you get started. Buyers are the key to your future. If you want a sustainable, scalable, and meaningful business in real estate, because most buyers will eventually be sellers, if not all of them. So knowing how to properly work with them and develop not just an amazing real estate experience around them buying, but a relationship that means something to them way beyond when you hand over the keys. And that's about the value you're going to bring at every critical step, including the very first second they call or text or you generate an online lead. How you interact at every key aspect or moment in the buying cycle will make a massive difference. So let's get started. You're going to need to show your value. How are you valuable as a real estate advisor, associate, you know, realtor? Hopefully you're not just a realtor. Hopefully you're an advisor, a counselor, somebody that's got a massive amount of value to add. And that may be limited right now if you're newer in the business, but it doesn't mean that you can't overwhelm them with the value you bring. And some of this is what I did in the beginning. It's the stuff that worked in the beginning. Needless to say, my time spent with buyers in the beginning hurt, meaning there was a lot of time wasted and still is some time. I mean, that's a part of the business, but early on wasting time just by not knowing where to go, what to do, how to do it, ultimately ends up in a waste of time. And we want to avoid that. So you need to show your value. You need to lead the process at every critical step along the way. And you need to meet them where they're at in their journey, which is done by the first important step, which is the intake, the preparation. The thing I'll point out right away, because I put a highlight for this, is always take your buyers out with you. You know, when you're going to be going out to actually look at houses, which only happens after you've had two very important interactions with them, always do it in your your car. Pick them up in your vehicle. Uh, Another episode on the presence you need to have around the type of vehicle, the image you need to have, because the perception is more important than reality is the episode, but check that out. Uh, But for this one, we're going to talk about the minute the buyer interacts with you, you need to be able to show your value. That's going to happen because you, number one, do your preparation in advance. How do you do that? Well, we have a resource section available. If you email, text, or call our team, I can get you a copy of our buyer intake form. It is a very simple but very important form. This needs to be completed either with you and them on a call, ideally for our group in advance, 
from them by an email outlining what they expect. And the questions you need to tackle are the following. What are your plans? What are your expectations? What's most important to you about buying a home? What is your budget or price point you're targeting? What locations or communities are you considering? Do you have any special circumstances around your buying situation, family needs, or otherwise? Who's going to be involved and ultimately a part of the decision when we find the right house? Any concerns? What are you most excited about during the process? That intake form is what will serve as your roadmap. The roadmap to help them start to get their head around the buying process. Those are most of the important questions to get you started with them. So you can set up a search, you can pull comparable properties that might match, you can really start to be what I love to say is their Sherpa. Be their Sherpa in the buying process. After the intake form is complete, number two, you need to then set up a meeting before you go look at houses. Maybe the same day, but you need to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting. Ideally, it's somewhere that you can show your services and your value. I highly recommend your office boardroom. Hopefully you have one in your brokerage or in your personal office, which I highly, highly recommend you have. You got to have a place to meet them, to court them, to impress them. And there's no better place than your office. If you've got a rock star office that looks good, convenient to get to, shows them that you're a professional, then do that. The meeting, or number two, preparing for that meeting and meeting them to make an impression is where you're going to go through the intake. You're going to understand their story. You're going to discuss with them what I love to say is the surprising options you've come up with. So surprising them with options means you've listened, you've asked questions, you've drilled down on their intake form, you've got options available to them that you're going to pull up on the big, beautiful computer or maybe iPad in a coffee shop or whatever digital device or maybe even laptop like we used to do. But showing them that you've reviewed, you've taken notes, you've listened to their considerations, you've drilled down probably on that follow-up intake form to know what they're looking for. You want to talk about the process of buying. What can they expect with showings? How many showings? What's the time frame for showings? When are you going to get started? How will showings work? How are you, the real estate associate, going to get paid? Talk to them about how the agency relationship should and will work. Talk to them about the value you're going to bring in terms of being available to them. Outlining the parameters of the experience or the entire buying process with them happens at this very important buyer's meeting. Make sure you touch on finances. Make sure you talk about the difficulties around moving. And lastly, set the course for your actual showings. This is where you say we're going to take some time after this meeting to go through your search. We're going to refine it based on what we talked about today, the feedback you've given me on these listings that I've showed you. We're going to um, send you the listings that we think are the most important. And the line I love to use is keep in mind this process is going to change. Your feedback, meaning you tell them their feedback as buyers is critical in getting them into their new home. 
So you can modify things accordingly, you can drill down or you can respond quick or maybe even slow down. Their feedback is going to matter massively. Then number three, you set them up for their buying experience. You've done your intake, you've done your prep, you've gone through the face-to-face, they've met your team and make sure you're excited all the way through about this experience. You're helping them, you're assisting them, but they're stressed, likely. But your level of competency and confidence and excitement will help mitigate that. So set them up for the actual day of showings. This is the really fun part. If you've made it this far, you're stoked, you're excited, you're set, you've got clients. Hopefully you've signed some paperwork. If your office has a buyer's agency or a commitment letter or just a pledge of value to them that says, this is what we're going to do for you. Here are the expectations around it. Here's how we get compensated. And here's what happens if we don't fulfill and, and how we won't get compensated. Outlining the rules around um, viewings, showings, being with you as the representative is most likely the need, etc. Set the date, Saturday, Sunday, ask them if evenings or uh, weekends are better. And in advance, say you'll go through those listings and you're going to eventually send them these shortlisted viewings one to two days before the day you've actually booked. And confirming those appointments with them, confirming the time, and then booking the showings with the real estate agents. This is where you really get to show your value. Once you've set expectations around the date and the time, talk to them about the maximum number of showings. We cover this off uh, back in that one-on-one face-to-face around how many properties you're likely going to want to see. We recommend it's no more than 10 to 15. And this is an important line. This is almost as important as saying, don't go into an open house or visit a property without me introducing you or being with you, you must say to them, no more than 10 to 15 properties is likely going to be the outcome because after about 10, they can all start to look the same. And if you look at more than 10 to 15, it's probably because we're not on the right track and we have to adjust early or uh, we're not understanding exactly what you're looking for or things have changed. You do that to manage expectations because some people could look at 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. And we've dialed this in to say, if we do our pre-work, we do our intake, we set up properties accordingly, we have feedback, we go back and forth. The internet's a magical place that will ensure you don't have to waste time. And I'd say that to them. You don't want them to waste their time. Now, if they're early on in the search, you can, of course, set them up to go and view you know, 10 or 20 uh, on their own just by driving around neighborhoods, which is a great exercise anyway to say, if you aren't confident on the communities you want or the style of home you need, then listen, I'm going to get you specific directions for you to cruise around, get them a map, highlight the properties, you know, turn by turn directions so that they can do their own intake. But trusting they're a little bit further on and you've done all your work, Ensure them 10 to 15 will be all that's required. You're going to be so clear and so dialed in and the properties you're going to see are going to be the right ones. It's all gonna happen fairly quickly. Time is of the essence when you're a real estate associate. Their time is very important as well. So not wasting time by chasing, you know, wild card loose ends that don't match is probably uh, what everybody wants to avoid. So you'll shortlist it, you'll say five to 10 is what we're gonna see on the first day out, recommendations for them to make. 
Don't have your kids with you. If at all possible, have some childcare. A really amazing value add that we visited throughout the growth of our team is offering childcare. Do you have a nanny available? Do you know a great babysitter? Somebody that's insured and licensed and great with kids? Do you have that as an option for you or uh, us to provide you? Because you really want to be clear. You want to you know, not be distracted. And goodness knows I've done it with uh, as many as four kids where I actually had to tell the client story here that we would pick them up because you always pick them up and we'd love for them to bring their kids because their kids all really matter and we will be there on Saturday. And he said, well, that's all a good idea, but where are the kids going to sit? And I actually didn't think far enough ahead that they had four kids plus two adults plus me. That's seven. My car only seats five. So funny enough, it was a miserable pouring rain day. I'll never forget you, Lee. Thanks for teaching me this. We took their uh, massive SUV, swapped cars. Uh, they drove. I actually sat in the passenger seat. And it was raining so bad that we would actually drive to a house. I'd run out, open everything up, open the garage. They'd back into the garage, unload the busload of people. We'd go into the house. We'd get back out. It was crazy. Leave the kids at home. Get a good amount of sleep. Have a good breakfast. Make sure you're prepared for the day. And please keep an open mind because real estate buying is not perfect. You're going to want to have fun, have an open mind, and be open to the fact that, excuse me, things might change. You know, there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff along the way, and you need to have an open mind. You're prepped, you're set, you're all ready to go, and here's the real magic for me. The really important value add for us as associates. If you're a buyer's representative in any capacity, you need to preview the top 10 picks one day before you actually take the clients out. You send them a summary to say, look, I wanted to make sure our time was used wisely. I've previewed the 10 properties you've chosen. Here are my thoughts. Here are the pluses. Here are the minus. Here are the six I think we should see. Let me know if any of the others still give you some curiosity or are still of interest. This is extremely important for a couple of reasons. One, you show your value. Two, most important for me is it ensures you don't get lost. You know, by the time you've got them in your car and we're driving around, we want to develop rapport. We want to get to know them. We want to talk. And I am horrible with directions. You know, so after about the fifth or sixth time out with buyers getting lost, I decided like no more of this. And this is back with paper fold-out maps all over my car, uh, even with GPS, even with the best mapping technology, forget it. Set the course for the day, spend all your time talking to the client, show them you've added value by giving them a breakdown and doing forensics on the properties. You've smelt them, you know why the neighbors, you know, make them not real candidates, you know why the exterior, you know why it smelled like pets or had urine or had renters, anything at all you can say, look, Let's not waste time. Time is your most valuable commodity in this process. Preview them. Shortlist them. Narrow it down the night before. Confirm the appointments with the agents. Make sure uh, also by previewing, you'll know where the keys are. You'll know how to get in and out of these properties. If the weather is not good or the lockboxes are in strange locations or there's alarms or there's pets or there's any obstacles, you're mitigating them. The, let's say... 90 minutes it will take you to preview 10 properties if you're efficient will save you hours and hours of work.
by knowing all you need to know and ensuring they know all they need to know and you fast track. Okay, get ready to pick them up. The morning of, you're excited, they're excited, confirm the appointment. Remind them of the expectations for the day. Make sure they have childcare. Ask if they'd like anything special from Starbucks. It's my favorite. Maybe it's a local coffee shop or something in your area, but let them know you're on your way. You'll be there at 2 p.m. You're going to be stopping to pick up drinks Would they like coffee, lattes, or a bottle of water. When they get in, you'll have fresh cold bottles of water that you pull from the cooler in the back of your car, in the cup holders. You'll have your buyer's package for them, which is a way for them to keep organized around the properties you're going to see, history of those properties, a special place to make notes. We love giving out our notepads. They work well. Some place for them to make notes, pluses, minus, things they like, things they don't like. We have a full buyer's binder that we used originally that had all of it in there, sheets of the properties that we could keep track of for future, uh, notes section, a very valuable resource section about inspections, who they're gonna have to contact, home ownership, all of that. That's now more a digital piece, but paper is not a bad thing. It makes sure that you're organized when they get in the car, you've got what they need, you've got cold drinks, you've got lattes, you don't have any kids, you're set. You can dominate the next two to three hours. You know, recommending to them in that initial consultation, which is a separate buyer's presentation uh, podcast, but in that meeting, letting them know what the process is going to look like, a few things around showings. You know, don't take more than 10 to 20 minutes maximum. And first and foremost, as we head out today, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, if any of these, for any reason, don't get you excited from the second we pull up to a few minutes in the door, let's not stick around. You know, it's funny to me, buyers often will think they're obligated. They have to stick around. Remind them they don't because you don't want to waste that time. And if they're not interested, nobody has to spend the time on something they're not interested. Now, setting up those showings happen in a very strategic order. Hopefully you set them up, number one, in an order where they were mapped accordingly to not backtrack or you know waste time in terms of the route you take. And also look at sending the properties up in a way that's sort of least likely to meet their expectations to most likely. In sales, sometimes they say it's you know the, the worst option first and the best option last. Not necessarily the case, but helpful to start off with the ones that they didn't really resonate with or didn't really meet your you know criteria and the things that got you excited and go through them in that order so that by the time you get towards the end, they're well-versed in the process, they're efficient, they know what they didn't like about the past ones, and then they get more and more into the process as you go along. Let them know that you're going to be looking around the property while they're looking at the property. So when you open the door, say, Mr. or Mrs. Buyer, look around, take your time. Look, I'm not going to get in the way. Give them the basics of layout of the house. This house is about 1,000 square feet. It's three bedrooms. There's a really cute bedroom upstairs off the front. Uh, the bathroom is a little bit small. Basement's really nice. Got a great media room or the basement's not much. I'm going to go around now and look at some of the important aspects of the mechanical of the house. The things that you may not see, but the goal for the first few minutes, just to walk through. Take five minutes, 10 minutes at the most. Let's meet back here in the living room. See what you think and feel. Now, this is really key to say you're a real estate professional. 
you know, you're not an interior design consultant or somebody that needs to comment on colors and textures and decor. You want to take your flashlight or your thermal imaging camera if you bring one with you. You want to go around to the parts of the house and look for the things that will add the value to the process. You're not just opening the door. This one for us is critical as well to say we are real estate advisors, associates, industry experts. So while they look around, meet back in the living room and say, what'd you think? This is where you shut up. I shut up, I take notes. Often I made the mistake of saying, well, it's got this, I didn't like that, or what about this? And you know, those are often personal. And my personal preferences may not, actually are often not theirs, the things I like or don't like. So ask them, what'd you think? If it's not a contender, then don't go on and on and on about what you didn't like. Just say, hey, look, it sounds like you don't like this. Let's get out of here. Or let them unpack it if they start to dream a little on what they love and they're enjoying it. And say, well, let's, let me show you what I found. Let's take a quick look together. Often I will join them at one of the rooms if it's a big house. You know, I want to fast track that as well. I don't want to go through the whole house again. But I'll say, you know, let's go look at the mechanical. You know, let's go look at this part of the house in the master bedroom. Or let's go look at something that you can see that they probably didn't see. A few tips at the end of this podcast on how to do that, tools to bring with you, what to look for, where to look. But some obvious things you want to point out, like is it a vacant property? Does it look distressed? Is the fridge empty? Are there no women's or men's clothing? Does it look like a divorce or a separation or neglected uh, household, meaning the house is neglected? Anything you can do to say, look, you may not have noticed these things or that bedroom's not well laid out or there's only two bedrooms and it should be three or it's missing a, a bathroom on the main floor. Did you notice that? Look for the things they're not going to see and show your value. It's very important that you stand out as more than somebody that just opens the doors. Remind them that you can use the washrooms in these properties if they have to. You should obviously do that at the beginning, but this is a good reminder to say, hey, before we go to the next one, does anyone need to the washroom? And if they do, make sure you say, oh, make sure you check that it flushes or you can check for them. Make sure it has toilet paper and go ahead. Let them know that this isn't, um, you know, this isn't a stressful process and there's nothing more stressful than looking at houses and having to go to the bathroom. Prep them for what's next. Nick, we're going to jump in the car. We're going to head over to 123, you know, Banana Avenue. And we're going to look at a house that's got. And I think you're really going to like that one based off of, and then interweave their feedback. Or at this point, you could throw in a wild card. If they say, you know, usually after the first or second showing, you start to get a little clearer. And you say, you know, I thought of another one that you can have on your list as either a vacant property you could throw in there because you did your research or another one in the area. Because the other thing that previewing the properties is going to do, let me backtrack, it's going to prepare you for the route, you know where to find the keys, you know how to get in and out of the properties, what to look for. It's also going to make sure you know the competition. This is where your value will stand out. If you drive by a house and you've never been on that street, then there are four other houses for sale on that street, you're going to run into a problem if you don't know what they're worth. And this is a really big value add because... You know, if you are new in the business and you don't know one house from another and you preview all of the listings for a buyer, you're going to be able to take the time either mobile on your device or that night to do some homework to say, look, this one here we're looking at is 500000 That one across the street is 350000 That one sold for eight hundred, dollars And it, it, it ensures you are the expert. You're prepared. 
and it gives them a really valuable amount of context for the process. So they know how the house they're looking at measures up against those in the area. Be the expert. All right. Make sure you're having fun. Make sure you're bringing some energy at this point. You know, don't be distracted in your car. Don't be on your Bluetooth. Don't, you know, some people say you need to look uber busy like you're the busiest person in the world. No, you need to focus on them. Now, hopefully you're at a point, you've looked at four, five, six, or seven with them together. And at any point during that process, if they stop and they fall in love with one and this is it, be prepared to change the plan. You know, just as you might have a wild card that you're going to go look at, there will be times when you say, look, this is it. You love it. Let's buy it. Hit stop and talk about making an offer. Look, this one's great. Follow their lead and now lead them. Meaning if they lead a little bit towards an offer, you run with it. Look, we don't need to look at more. I've seen the rest. This is the one. Here's what comes next. And if that doesn't happen, of course, you need to properly follow up after your five or six showings together and be able to give them a debrief or a wrap up summary email saying great day together. Here's what we saw. Here's what we liked. Here's what we didn't like. Here's what comes next tomorrow. Hopefully it's a short list or a refined list. Two or three outings maximum. Five to six houses each showing and often the first day I will today at this point in my career fit in 10 properties because, you know, 10 or 12 in a, in a two hour window with the right setup lets them know, look, you're going to be, you're going to be tired by the end of this because we're going to see a lot. We're going to go fast. We're going to do what I call intake. That 10 to 12 is going to give you some, some clarity and some valuable nuggets. So if you don't do that, it's five to six showings per visit or per outing, three outings in, you make an offer. Another podcast entirely on how to make an offer, how to be strategic. But at this point, you don't often make offers together. Sometimes you'll do it together in the car if it's competing offers or it's urgent. But to use your time wisely, you go your way, they go theirs. You send them a summary. You send them an offer to review. You fill in the details electronically and you move things quickly. You don't need to be together to do the paperwork, in my opinion. Let's summary, wrap this up. A few tips for you to consider bringing, doing, and knowing when you go out. Bring a thermal camera. Thermal camera is something home inspectors use. Don't use it to, um, to investigate houses, but use it to just add context. Thermal cameras are a great way to look at areas that might be questionable, especially if you're in the foreclosure business or you're looking at you know, fixer-upper properties. You're going to want to be able to bring some tools and resources uh, thermal camera is one of them. Bring a flashlight. Often, sometimes properties won't have power. But often, if you look at houses and you look at rooms like the utility or mechanical room in the dark and you use a flashlight, you can see a lot of things like water staining you can't see on white paint. Uh, around pot lights, you can use it to see water staining on flat ceilings, corners, baseboards. A flashlight used with the lights off in a room will go a long, long way to show that you add value. Uh, make sure that you bring um, paperwork with you. If you do need paperwork, uh, offers, agency, you know anything at all, uh, in addition to the buyer's package that you prepare for them, uh, have that prepared. Hopefully it's electronic, but uh, if not, be prepared with all of that. 
Bring them food, bring them drinks, talk about a babysitter. Make sure you talk about commissions, how you're going to get paid or not going to get paid. The expectations around the communication that you're gonna have with them and remind them to have fun. As always, I wish you all the success you can handle with buyers. Please like this, comment, share it. That means a massive amount to me in growing uh, this podcast. If you have any personal questions or direct questions, text, email, call me. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as I can. Have a fantastic day. It's DennisEpplins.com. Bye for now.